When productivity meets party with your girl, Party Perry, are you ready to turn, 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 turn up your happiness, turn up your success and everything in between. Learn how to have fun while getting all your stuff done. Grab the red solo cup and a pen because we are about to party. Hey, hey, let's get it. Let's get it. Welcome to another episode of Productivity Meets Party. I'm your host, Perry, and I am so excited to be with you today. I probably say that every episode, but it is truly an honor to speak with you every single week and to be in your ears. So thank you for listening to the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Today, I'm here with a very special guest. Her name is Bass Drop Princess at Bass Drop Princess. Her name is Renee. And we talk about so much good stuff. In this episode, you're going to learn how to pivot your brand, why self-care is important, balancing the time to party while working a full-time job, and how podcasting is so rewarding. We talked about a little about everything. Um, Renee is a Las Vegas raver working in healthcare. So we also talk about working in healthcare in the pandemic and just being a content creator. And she's also a podcast host of Best Candy Ever. And she's completely doing a rebrand. So we talk about pivoting your brand and how to do it and how to make your relaunch the best thing possible. If you are loving the episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean so much to me. Like, I may, like, have to find you and give you a hug. Like, it is what I'm going to have to find you and give you a hug if you leave a um, review on Apple Podcasts. Please follow and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening to the podcast right now. Follow, subscribe, so you will never miss the party. Also, share it on your story. Tag the podcast, Productivity Meets Party. Follow us on Instagram. Um, we got some good things going over there. I'm really going to like revamp um, the Instagram. I want to start posting more. I'm going to revamp the Facebook group and really get it up more, make it more of a community. Um, since I'm a full-time social media coach, I just have more time to really like focus on creating content for you guys. So I'm super excited to... Again, I'm excited. I'm excited um, just to really give the podcast, you know, the time and energy that it truly needs because this is going to be my primary focus for the next couple months. Um, before we get into the episode, I just want to share my see a chug, send a chug in my party foul moment of the week. So my see a chug, send a chug this week is I just got back from escape um, music festival escape. Um, I think it's escape wonderland and it was absolutely amazing. My favorite sets over the weekend. I found a new artist, um, vintage culture. So good house music. Also Jaws. Jaws was amazing. No one was at his set though. He closed there are other um, great artists also going on at the same time. So I'm glad I was able to support Jaws. Um, but he's one of my favorite sets this weekend. Also Griffin. Griffin goes hard. I mentioned this in a couple episodes earlier. I saw him at Lost in Dreams. I'm like, I thought you're supposed to be sad, bruh. And I'm having me headbang. Um, but he does a he does a good mix of the both of those. 
So I got back late last night and my party foul is, this trip really got me messed up, y'all. So I live in Las Vegas and Escape is in California. I'm in San Bernardino. It's about a three hour drive. So um, just starting off the trip was rough for me. I didn't pack. I had no idea what I was going to wear both days. Um, I still had to finish the podcast. I still needed to clean. Like There was just stuff that I just needed to do before I left. So the morning was a little bit rushed. I woke up even early. I woke up at 6 a.m. and still didn't get everything done. I needed to go to the grocery store to pack snacks because you already know I'm allergic to everything and I'm doing whole 30. So like I need to pack a cooler since we're driving um, and just have you know all, all my good food. So we left the house pretty late. <clears throat> we left at like 11 a.m., um, which isn't bad. We finally get on the road. We're on the 15. We're grooving. We're moving. We're listening to the music. We're moving our bodies. I hear the sound. I'm like, what is this loud sound? It sound, sounded like a motorcycle. <sighs> My back right tire blew. So I pull over on the road. The cops, one cop came and I was like, oh God, cops are here. I don't even know, you know, what's going to happen right now. Everything is fine. Um, he actually um, called triple A for us and he stayed with us. He was going to stay with us until triple um, A came, um, but he had emergency. So thank you, um, officer, for staying with us. Um, I did have a really good experience with him. I appreciate um, him pulling over the pulling over and making sure that we were okay. Um, but Triple A didn't take too long. I think we, because the police called, but it took about thirty minutes for the tow to pick us up, and then we um, originally going to go to Bakersfield because it was just, um, or is it just called Baker? Is it Bakersfield or just Baker? I don't know, but we were going to that Baker spot because we were about, um, 10 minutes away. So honestly, to get the tow, like we were into the middle of two towns, it wasn't like the middle of nowhere, but got our, went to Baker. Um, the line was super crazy. The guy was like, I'll take you to Barstow. We're like, perfect. Went to Barstow, um, got to Barstow to take my car off, you know, the tow thing. My car door won't open car door won't open guys um I guess I lost left the hazards on and my battery died um and I have a not like a key key I can't put a key in my door I can for emergencies um but I had to watch a YouTube video um to figure out how to get into my car I got a jump um Paid for a new tire because your girl didn't have a spare. I have the Chevy Vote and they don't give spares. I just never bought one. So I had to buy a new tire. Finally got to the road. Everything was fine. We made it to the festival um, pretty late. We got in at like 8 p.m., which is pretty late for like a festival. Typically, we try to get there a little bit earlier. So that was my day one party foul. So the second day. Um, so the second day I was having a grand time living my best life. I ran out, ran into a fellow content creator and I dropped my phone and I completely, um, cracked the back of my phone. Um, it's 
pretty much shattered except my camera, which is bless, bless up. Um, that's amazing. Good things happen to good people, I guess. Um, my flashlight still works, but uh, I had to pay for a new tire. I may have to get a new phone. So escape got me messed up, but things happen. <laughs> I decided to share that story with you guys. Thank you for listening. That was my little rant for the day. I love you party squad so much. Thank you for tuning in and uh, let's get into the conversation with the amazing bass drop princess. I am super hyped to have this amazing person with me today to be with the party squad. She is a fellow friend and I'm just so honored to have her on the podcast. Please welcome Bass Drop Princess Renee. Thank you for coming on the show. What's up, fam? Thanks, Perry, for having me. I'm excited to be here. So tell the audience so who you are, what do you do, and where are you located? Sure. My name is Renee. I'm a healthcare worker. I'm a nurse and I live here in Las Vegas with Perry. Yeah, Vegas babes. That's I'm so glad that you live here in Vegas and you're one of the few guests I've actually hung out in person. So that's awesome. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. I do want to talk about a little bit about healthcare and just, you know, we're still in a pandemic right now. How was working in healthcare when the first, like when the pandemic first started and has it slowed down at all? You know what? It was fucking nuts when it first started, to be honest, because all of these new rules and policies and procedures came into play. Um, For example, mandatory temperature checks for everyone, Mm -hmm. not just patients, but also staff. And then kind of playing gatekeeper as well in terms of who's allowed into the facility based off of temperature, if they're symptomatic, if they've been around anyone that's been um, symptomatic, you know, having to tell people that a mask is um, mandated, that they have to put it on. Um, It's just been so wild because like at one, you know, on one side, you're, you're doing your job, you're trying to keep everyone safe. But then on the other side, you're also now telling people what to do, even if it's something that they don't agree with. And then just seeing the world go through all of these changes, these countries um, start uh, you know, like mandating all these different rules, borders being closed, things being canceled. It's just yeah. been like a whirlwind. And in terms of it slowing down, you know, I think that last year it slowed down um, temporarily in the summer. And then during the fall, um, you know, that's when it started really picking up again. And it just got nuts because um uh, generally, uh, winter time, fall, whenever it gets colder, there's more cases of illness, disease. That's when it's flu mm-hmm. season. That's because the majority of people are inside. And so things tend to spread, spread a lot faster. And so mm-hmm. I think that during summertime, it kind of um, slowed down. And since we do have this uh, vaccine, which offers, I mean, I don't want to say it offers complete 100% protection because I've seen with my own eyes that people can still get it. However, yeah. I think that um, some immunity and I think that it had it has been slowing down here in Vegas. I think that it actually became, well, there were any like highs or lows for a while, but it's so mm-hmm. hard to say, you know, things are just constantly changing. But in terms of it slowing down, I don't want to say it's slowed down because there are still new cases popping up, but it's just been so crazy and wild sometimes i i don't know if like my body or my mind is just like trying to forget about it or if i've just been so disenchanted 
it's a ties that, um, you know, I think that we just have to adapt. And you know what, if COVID is here to stay as, you know, something forever, kind of like the flu, how it's just, we're going to permanently have different strains of the flu, have to get the flu shot or have flu medicine. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it might be one of those things, but it's just so hard to say, but in terms of it slowing down, I don't really want to say it's slowed down because I know, um, like hospitals are still like, you know, overwhelmed and there are definitely new cases. It's not eradicated by any means. Yeah, hundred percent. And I agree with so many things, you know, what you said, you know, even um, cause I was working in healthcare too, you know, the beginning of the pandemic and having the mass mandate in certain States and really not having, you know, at having the mandate at the time and telling people they have to wear the mask, like, well, it's not a law. And it's just like, okay, like, yes, it's not a law, but like really trying to enforce that before it became a state mandate was difficult. Even after, you know, it's still like a struggle with people. And then I've also heard cases too, of people have gotten, you know, um, both doses of the vaccine and then still also getting it. Um, I'm, I'm blessed. I haven't had anyone close to me, you know, just seeing things online. So you, you never really know the truth about that. And then since, yeah, they're doing like the booster shots now that you need like the booster, it should be interesting if it is like a yearly thing, like the flu shot and really see, it really goes down with the vaccines. It's still very new. Um, what's been like really like a year, I guess we're going to fall time. It'll be almost two years since we've been really in the pandemic, which is so crazy. Right. And, you know, it's just so hard to say because, of course, it is a new virus. These are new um, vaccines and they haven't been out that long. So, you know, like it's hard to say whether or not it 100 percent works or completely works, especially because, you know, for a while, like at work, we were really encouraging our patients to get it. And at one point we were administrating them. And then, like, for example, the other day, um, you know, a patient came back and I didn't see her for a while and then she goes yeah i got it and i was fully vaccinated and i still got it and it was just so so like as a healthcare worker and someone who you know like for the most part like i do think that like you know for example polio vaccine measles vaccine mm -hmm. those do work because they did eradicate the virus for the most part however you know with a vaccine that this that that's this new that we haven't even been able to study for five years because of you know how new it is it's really hard to say you know like if this works or how it's working or really you know it, like with reports and um you know different countries reporting you know mm. their results it's like how accurate are they as well so i think in a couple of years we'll be able to find out more about the efficacy and how effective it is but in the meantime, you know what? It's better than nothing. It's better yeah. than last year when we didn't have a, a vaccine or um, anything. Three vaccines. Yeah, and everything was canceled. Kids weren't even in school, so we've definitely made progress, hundred percent. Yeah, and you know what? Everyone has their choice, and regardless of what your choice is, you know we all know the risks and know what the risks are of wearing a mask, not wearing a mask, getting a vaccine, not getting a vaccine, and you know, right now everything's just a risk. So it's, it's up to you. It's up to your discretion. Yeah. I love that you said that too. Like, it doesn't matter what you really do. Like you are, you know, it is a risk either way, good or bad, however you want to view it, but either way, like pros or cons, there's both to either. So. Right. Mm -hmm. How I found your Instagram was just through raving and finally like being in the EDM, like scene, going to like revelation events 
and just find your Instagram through that. And then when I finally met you in person and you told me that you worked like in the healthcare profession, I was like, no way. I love how the EDM community, there's, you can literally be anything and still have love, you know, for the scene and electronic music, but how are you able to work full time and like go to shows? Oh my gosh, girl. You know what? A lot of it I think is really time management and really putting that time aside for yourself. So I think that a lot of the times people get so caught up, especially healthcare workers in taking care of other people, especially for, you know, anywhere from like 10 to 14 hour shifts. And we're just so used to taking care of other people besides ourselves. And so, you know, when it is on my day off, I make damn sure to take care of myself and make damn sure to like, at least try to do something that I enjoy. Yeah. Whether I it see be- you and your boo at the spa. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we're obsessed. Yeah, you know, sometimes you definitely need a spa day. You need to take care of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally. And if you can't do a spa, that's okay. Like I, when I don't go to a spa because I don't go to a spa every day, I usually listen to a ton of podcasts, watch a lot of stand-up comedy. And, you know, like I need to take my a dose of my own medicine because sometimes with podcasting and like, um, you, know, you know, I just bought this new house like it was just so stressful so I should really take my own medicine in terms of like trying to take care of myself more but you have to really make a point to put that time for yourself because you have to take care of yourself otherwise you're not going to be able to do all the things that you need to do whether it be go to work and take care of somebody for x amount of hours or you uh, start a podcast or create content or make music or do whatever it is that you're trying to achieve and aspire to do in life so um, you really do have to um, make sure that you take care of yourself to reach those goals. Yeah, yes, for sure. You need to take care of your mental health and physical health. You can't, you know, burn yourself out. Burn yourself out. You gotta was it, you gotta have a full cup before like you pour it. I totally messed up that saying, but um... <laughs> okay. I got the gist of it. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you're saying, girl. Don't worry. The cup. Um, but it's, it's very true. Like you really need to take care of yourself, especially you know trying to be a content creator and starting a podcast, being a podcaster and working a full-time job. So she just being a female, I feel like we were so, you know, we're so many hats of just being a ter- caretaker. So I feel that like we got to take care of ourselves. So I got to take your advice too. Sometimes, you know, you just need to stop and breathe and really just, you know, take care of yourself, pull yourself up first. Yeah. And you know, sometimes like taking care of yourself, I think that even means like taking a break from social media sometimes, because I feel like even though we're content creators, like I feel like sometimes social media can be too much for your health, for your well-being. So even taking a break from that, I think is a form of self-care and um, a way to nurture yourself for sure. Yeah, I agree. Like taking a break from social media just because Social media does kind of put you in that automatic comparison, like judgment. I feel mm-hmm. like there's either like three emotions on Instagram, either I'm very proud, I'm down on myself, or I'm like, oh, she's only got that many followers because, you know, this and, you know, this and that, you know, trying to bring them down to make myself feel better. So it is nice, you know, take that step away. I recently, I haven't been using my phone in the morning. I, I try it when I wake up to spend at least like two hours just working at like journaling, going to the gym, having a good healthy breakfast before I get in the spiral of social media. And then just going like Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. I'm just like bouncing like Twitter, the all four apps like throughout the day. So 
Oh my gosh, that's so crazy because I'm actually the opposite. But you know, I I have to, you know, I have to be have an obligation to be at my job at a certain time. So in the morning, mm -hmm. that's the first thing I do is check emails, start responding to DMs, check everything because I mean it's a different circumstance but i have to get mm. it out of the way because the rest of the day I, I i literally cannot do that but if on my days off i i try to do that but it even then that's so challenging i think it's like an impulse almost when you wake up i mean at least for me that i feel like it's such a hard habit to break because i've been doing that i think since i've had a phone first thing i do mm. you know back before instagram was check my text messages and just start texting everybody back so um good for you i you know, I'll have to try to implement that one day. It's definitely been hard. It's been a struggle, something that has worked for me. I know it's definitely a privilege that I have. I have the Apple watch. So before my excuse was like, well, my alarm needs to wake me up. So then I, you know, turn off my alarm <laughs> and then stick on my phone. But I like having a watcher, you know, just having some type of even alarm. So having not your phone wake you up has been amazing. So now I have my watch that wakes me up. I don't even have my phone like next to me. And I just get up, just move on with my day. But it, I definitely, it's hard when your alarm is your phone, you pick up your phone and then just have it to turn it off. Go my text messages, emails for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, there's been so many texts that I've sent where everything's spelt wrong or there's some weird autocorrect because I was texting half asleep or doing something half asleep and it's so bad i think to even have your phone right next to your your bed or where you sleep but yeah we're creatures of heaven well it's hard so it's so yeah. hard to break it yeah especially to our generation it's so so ingrained in us oh my god yeah i can't even imagine like these younger generations that had all these social media apps and you know are glued to their phones in high school oh my god i'm still glad i didn't go to high school with all these new apps and social media. Oh my God. I, oh God. Can you imagine? Yeah. My little sister, she's 13 and I didn't get like a phone until I think high school, but my, my little sister had a phone like in sixth grade. I'm like, how does she, how does a 11 year old have an iPhone? It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh my God. Girl, isn't that like, I feel like that's so terrifying because you yeah. read all these things of like different forms of bullying mm -hmm. and you know live streaming all these weird things or you know i feel like kids are also really mean to each other not all kids of course but i think that you know bullying and clout and all that stuff is so important you know those developmental years so mm -hmm. i think it's just so nuts that kids have that now and I, you know what that's why a lot of um depression rates are up suicide rates are up because i think that they're that these tools are available to them and it's it's actually really horrible and sad and oh my god i can't imagine growing up with instagram and you know being judged by likes you know yeah, in mm -hmm. high school mm -hmm, for sure yeah i'm actually um i'm in my little sister's room because she's at school right now and she has like the nice desk set up she has her ring light she has like oh. a little thing to prop her like her little laptop Did, and everything I a little sister does she live with you no so i just moved in with doug um maybe six months ago now but my parents, thank you. My, um, oh, yeah, okay. I, I used to live with them, but I finally left the nest and finally live with Doug now. <laughs> Fly away, little birdie. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I've been hanging out with her. Um, yesterday I had to pick her up from school when I just slept over and I was like, I'll pick you up from school today. Don't worry. So just, 
Mm-hmm. Hanging out in her room until then. <laughs> Thank We're you, Addie. Big sister. Yeah. <laughs> I, do you want to talk about best candy ever? Because I just love talking to another podcaster. I love having you like on the other side of things, you know. Do I know. You- I love it. It's so fun. <laughs> well, why did you start um, best candy ever? Oh, man. So, you know what? During the pandemic and just, you know, being so stressed out and being able to find you know, my love for like stand-up comedy, which led to finding all these comedians, podcasts, and just really falling in love with podcasting and seeing the relationship that these comedians were able to have with their guests. I I just really loved because in a time where we weren't really allowed to be social, you know, we weren't really allowed to travel, see our families. Um, it was, I think, it was hard. And I think that it was definitely a a struggle for most people not being able to be social, especially if you're someone who normally is. And I wanted to do something that would also take my mind off of work, off of everything that was canceled, canceled trips, canceled festivals. And that really helped me because I was able to a make a place where you know, ravers could kind of come together and talk about one of the things that I think that most of us really like and can relate to, which is candy. And overall, I think that it just really helped me cope, but also I just wanted to create something new, something fun, something where people can just be themselves and reminisce on something that we weren't able to do. So that was the the main reason I made best candy ever. And honestly, I wanted to also get to know people better because I think that, you know, Instagram is great, but being able to actually talk to someone and conversate with them and like ask questions, get to see their facial expressions, body language, and really be able to see what they're talking about and actually hear their voice, I think is just such an awesome connection. And I think that long, long form content is the way and that way you you know you can really see what someone's talking about versus a 30 second video a 60 second video and you know you can only fit so much in a caption on instagram and i just think that it's a much better way to get to know someone to learn and to really be able to connect yeah 100 percent, i agree with that there's only so much you can put in like a 10 second reel or like a, a one minute IG TV video, or even you like YouTube technically is long format, but like 10, 15 minutes. Oh, they have YouTube you know? shorts, girl. Yeah. yeah. they. Mm-hmm. But even then they're adapting that shorter firm content. Mm-hmm. Everyone is, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but I love having the long form content and actually having conversations, meeting um, people from Instagram that I followed for a long time and really getting to know them. And I definitely love the, there's just something about podcasters I feel so connected to so close I'm just like oh yeah like uh, we're we're friends like I feel like if I met them in person like we would just connect like there's just that aspect with hearing just their voice and you know how they say things and just their I was gonna say facial expressions but no 100 (laughs) percent It totally is, girl. I feel like I'm best friends with a bunch of my favorite comedians, and I'm not. They don't even know who I am, you know? And it's because I see how their interactions are, like what, like during podcast shows, you're really able to to see who that person is as a whole because nothing's scripted. It's 
it's in the raw. I mean, at least those podcasts, they're very, mm -hmm. very free form. There's mm -hmm. no structure to them. It's pure conversation and anything goes. And, you know, that was kind of the inspiration for my podcast. And through that, I think you're really able to see someone's mannerisms and their personality, their humor. And I think that's what makes podcasting really special because it's not like TV where I think there are certain agendas or there are certain limitations, like um, certain things that you can't really say or, oh, it's not appropriate. But mm -hmm. with podcasting, I think it just broke into a different world. And um, like you said, you feel like you you have this different relationship. And I think other people are really able to see that as well and and who you are and not take things out of context. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like that. Yeah, not taking everything like out of context. And I feel too. I'm more like myself. It's just just me being me. Even if I record an Instagram story, I might do that three, you know, takes where it takes me like, what's up? But like, it's just a podcast. Like, it is what it is. I'm just flowing with it. So for hundred percent, I like that. And sometimes people want to hear the ums, the uh, the I don't know, all of the weird, um, you know. I guess the, the imperfect speaking um, mm. compared to what we generally see on YouTube where it's very fast paced, there's no ums. And I mean, depending on what it is, but if you're like trying to advertise something or promote unscripted, real raw, you. So I think people really like that. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's why too, um, a lot of ads, like people paying podcasters to do podcasts, like why ad, ad revenue, it's so big because it's just so authentic and so real. I feel like it's not really pushing to your audience. Like your audience came to your podcast to really be there for you and to support you. I know that you're doing a rebranding, which I'm so excited for you. Congratulations. But I really want to talk about rebranding and pivoting your brand because right now I'm going through like identity crisis of like, I don't know what I should post on social media. What should I do the podcast about? So Really? Yeah, I'm like, I have such, <laughs> thank you. I have such mixed feelings of being a social media coach and being a business coach. I kind of want to do one or the other, but I don't really know. I, Cause they say like, if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. So I'm like, I really want to, you know, define my niche more. But I feel like those go hand in hand, don't they? Like business and social media. I feel like without social media, your business a lot of people say that if you don't have social media for your business, then are you, do you really have a business in this day and age? Yeah. Um, because for the most part, you can find everyone's social media, everybody's on Yelp, everybody's on LinkedIn or whatever. I feel like it's been, um, it's very, very key and integral in today's world. Yeah. They definitely go hand in hand for sure. I agree. Like any beauty stuff, like if they don't have an Instagram account if I don't see like their Google, you know, reviews going to restaurants, like if they don't have four or five stars on Yelp, I'm probably not going if it's like a new restaurant. Um, but I don't know, maybe it's just me just being in my head and just having drama that I don't need to. Well, you know what? I think sometimes these are good questions to ask because then you'll really be able to give your audience what they want. You know what I mean? If you're mm -hmm. able to kind of take a step back and be like, who, who am I serving? Who's my community? Because then you'll really be able to evaluate and kind of go from there. And mm -hmm. honestly, that's kind of what I did with the, with the rebranding, because, um, for the most part, like I, you know, I thoroughly listened to all of our, 
um, the episodes I record with guests and I edit them. And as I edit them, I really, um, I make an outline and several episodes, um, I was starting to really question the, you know, the, the point or not the point, but more so the, the purpose of the podcast and what it really stood for. And if it really was about the best candies ever that we received, I think initially that it was, and that was definitely like the sole priority and um, the main top um, went on, you know, a lot of the guests and I, we generally go off topic and we talk about so many different things. And I think that's what really made the podcast special because we were able to just kind of, I feel like I, I really want to be true to my community and to everyone who's been listening to best candy ever. And I feel like to call it best candy ever when it's not about best can the best candies ever anymore or mainly I think is misleading and I don't want to come off as like false advertisement but I do still want to incorporate the candy aspect because I do think that is it is such a important part and something that I still 100% love but I don't think that that's the main identity of the podcast anymore and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to rebrand because I did I do want to stay true to um, you know, my followers, my audience. And I think that was, um, I think it's really important to, to have that trust. So that was one of the main reasons why I wanted to rebrand Best Candy Ever. Yes, like I agree with that. Like the trust that you have with your audience and your community, for sure, like you need to build that trust and like factor with them. So realizing too, like you love, you know, doing the podcast, but also like knowing that there could be something more and that it could serve your audience better is a huge thing. Besides some guests, are you going to change the name? Yes. 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 The name is being changed. So keep an eye out for that. That is definitely part of the, um, the rebranding for sure. I mean, that title has, and unfortunately it has to go because it, it's not the main um, identity of the podcast anymore. So there will be a name change. I'm excited for it. So we have the name change. What else are you planning to do in the rebrand? Um, so one of the things I've been wanting to do for a very long time is have in-person podcast episodes. And Zoom is great. You know, video um, or like remote conversations mm. are, are phenomenal, especially during, you know, our climate now. However, I it's just so different when you're able to see somebody in person, see everything in person, like mentioned earlier, like facial expressions, body language. And I feel like you're just really able to bounce off of them when they're right next to you. And it's so different when you can hear someone's voice in person. And mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'm such a, a people person and I just love, um, you know, in-depth conversations or, or fun conversations, whether it be in person or um, remote, but in person, I think is just such a, a different and more authentic. And um, I think that it, there's a different level of closeness when it's in person. And mm -hmm. that's one of the main things that um, is going to start happening. Um, because I do have, you know, uh, my own studio now. So this is this has been goals. Yeah, and which congrats on the new house. You're truly adulting hashtag adulting over there. <laughs> thank you so much, girl. I know it's it's unreal, to be honest. It's it's been a wild ride. But 
um, yeah, the, the in-person podcasts are, are one of the changes, but also um, I want to level up the production. So for the longest time, um, I was using um, this webcam and the quality was okay. It was enough to get the podcast episodes out there mm -hmm. um, in order to get, you know, some video. Uh, however, after watching so many of my favorite comedians podcasts, I was like, you know what, I need to up my production quality. And so um, this means like new equipment, um, new video camera. And so this is definitely something that I want to try to perfect and just really try to elevate um, my audience's experience because I do think that they deserve. I mean, I've done a podcast episode where my I found out that like halfway through the internet froze, right? So we had to like close out and come back in. And then I didn't realize that my microphone was on my computer mic. So it wasn't on like my interface. Mm -hmm. So the audio was just through my computer mic and it sounded like shit. And I feel like audio for me has been everything. And so when my audio sounded horrible, I was just freaking out and I was like, oh no. But I posted it anyways, because I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna postpone this. I'm not gonna re-record this episode with the guests just because my audio sounded shitty halfway through, but that's okay. Yeah, so the pod podcast, you know, it's all about audio, so. It really is. And you know what? You can watch a shitty video if the audio quality is great for the most part. But if it's the other way around where video is great, but audio is shit, it's hard to watch like, you know, older YouTube videos sometimes. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Audio is key. Yeah, I will watch a non great video quality, but the audio is good. Then I'll keep watching it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And audio, I mean it's for the most part, you'll be able to make out what's happening with good audio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then also to with the podcasting, I actually had someone message me the other day and I was like, are all your podcasts live? And I was just like, ha ha. No, <laughs> <laughs> everything like I, you know, wish. yeah, right. I wish I could do the one try. Um, but I was just like, do people think podcasting is a live thing. <laughs> it is not. I, yeah, well, because you you normally don't have video, right? At least I haven't seen any video. No, I don't. I want to, um, since I have, you know, more time. But before I was just trying to get interviews, just trying to get shit done, working full time, just trying to get this shit done to post. Like if I don't have to put makeup on and put my wig on, I'm just going to do it so I can have it done by Monday. <laughs> I know. I just start like pumping them out. Yeah. yeah when you add video uh, creation to it, it's a whole different beast for sure. Cause then you have to make sure your lighting is okay. Your, your video, your, everything's set up, right. There's a lot. Yeah. How has that been for you posting it on YouTube? Do you feel like you've gotten listeners from the YouTube channel? Oh yeah, definitely. For really? sure. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that adding YouTube for it is a really, and I think that it's just another outlet where people can find you. And I think that the more platforms um that you're on the, the more doors it will open i mean that is very hard to do however mm -hmm. for me that has been one of the main platforms that i was focused on was um, you know youtube and instagram everything else was kind of secondary but i think that having um video content is definitely a, a game changer for sure and you know a lot of people they like being able to see those you know um, a lot of people are very visual and like to see uh, i think that 
having YouTube was definitely um, a really beneficial thing for the podcast. Yay, good to know. I definitely need to get on YouTube. The only YouTube or the only podcast that I watch on YouTube is Joe Rogan, which I feel like he's definitely one of the OG podcasters and really has set the path, you know, for podcasting, I guess. Oh, he's the king of podcasters. Oh, yeah. Except I will I'll watch him to um, like I'll I'll listen to him more than watch him just because his podcast episodes are like three to four hours long. Yes, yes. And I love I can I can just turn them on and clean or or drive. But um, watching him, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll we'll we'll have him on. We'll have him on. We won't be watching the whole time. Like our eyes won't be glued to the the screen. But we'll definitely be you know eating on our phones. I yeah, three three or four hours is a super long podcast. But yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I think too, yeah. it probably helps that it is in person because you can like really bounce more ideas with each other. So I do want to talk about the rebranding for the podcast. I know you mentioned earlier when you were just going through, you know, the outline and the questions that it wasn't just all about, you know, trading candy. It was way more than that. Was that really when you realized you wanted to rebrand? Was there anything else? Yeah, well, you know, I think that was the main thing, but also I was trying to save um, that question for last because I felt like it was for saving the best thing for last, you know? And then towards towards the end, when I would create these outlines of each episode, I would come to realize that candy wasn't, always even mentioned and so that's when i was really starting to evaluate the purpose of the podcast who i was serving the community and what people came for and people were still coming are still you know listening to uh, best candy ever even though we don't talk about candies all the time or the best candies that we've made or given away and so i think that really um, kind of opened my eyes and as I mentioned earlier too, like I don't want to come off as false advertising. I don't want people to, um, I don't think that that's the sole purpose of um, the podcast anymore. And um, I think, you know, having a a good relationship with your followers, subscribers, audience, whatever you want to call it, I think it's so important to create that trust and to make sure that you're genuine and real with everything that you do. And even if that means rebranding your 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 podcast, um, then so be it. Because in the end, I think people are going to really appreciate that you're trying to at least give them what they came for, and um, you know, developing that that trust and just making sure that you are giving them what they want. I think is important and is something that a lot of people look for in other content creators, influencers, quote unquote. And so I think that's really important. Yeah, I know. I definitely think the hardest thing of being a content creator, influencer, and a question I get a lot from like my students is wanting to rebrand, wanting to talk about something else, but scared that they're going to lose, you know, all the followers that they've already, you know, worked so hard to get, you know, being content creator is not easy. So what really gave you the courage to be like, you know what, like I'm really doing this and not, you know, worrying about people unfollowing you or not listening to the podcast anymore? To be honest, um, I would look at analytics um, for the podcast in terms of like the listens, also uh, the downloads, um, how many people were clicking on it, and how many people actually like watched the whole thing through. 
And I was starting to realize that despite not talking about candies for the majority of the conversation, people were still tuning in and people were still listening. And I, you know, your intuition will tell you as well, but I think that if people really want to, to follow you, to listen to what you have to say, if they're really interested in, um, is someone that really wants to um, engage with what you put out there, I think that they're still going to follow you and listen to what we have to say no matter what. And I think that those are the people that you want to stay anyways. I think that's mm -hmm. really the audience that you care about in the end are the people that are kind of like, for the most part, like your writer dies, because I think those are the people that you're doing it for anyways. Those are the people that I care about the most that I want to um, have a great experience to have a podcast that is being true to what it is. And in the end, even if I lose followers, which, have, you know, I feel like with this stupid algorithm change, um, like losing followers is inevitable. But yeah, it comes with it. It is what it is. You gain, you lose. Yeah, yeah, you gain and you lose, but you know what? I feel like the real ones will stay and you can't hold yourself back from doing something because you're scared of losing followers. And, you know, even then follower count, I think before I, I cared about it, I thought it was so important, but I'm starting to realize that it is, you know, a vanity metric. And a lot of people are starting to not care about uh, follower account anymore because if you have a high follower account, but you're, a shitty relationship with the people that follow you then is it even like what kind of relationship is that you know and you know some people don't see followers as you know people that they have a relationship with but in the end they are that's why they um follow you they feel like they have a relationship with you that's why they're you know looking at your story that's why they like your stuff and i think that if you you see it you know just as um you know you're you're following your a giant number that follows you. I think that it's, I don't think that that's the best way to, to look at it. And it's something that you shouldn't really worry about because if you lose followers, that's okay. It's part of the process, but the real ones are gonna be here to stay. And you can't let something like that hold you back from making something better, something that you think will elevate your followers, uh, your audience's experience and, everything is a risk and you know what life is short go go do the damn thing if it you know what do you have to lose followers okay well guess what <laughs> you still have followers after so sometimes i think um you just have to get over that hurdle and you have to have that push and sometimes you have to you know make a pros and cons list and ask yourself if losing followers is really that big of a deal and if the um, pros outweigh the cons yeah, I like that. I love everything that you said, especially, you know, you know, being a content creator, you know, it comes with it. You're going to gain, you're going to lose. And I feel like two are so dramatic, like, oh my God, like I lost like 30 followers. It's like, okay, sis, but you have like over 5,000, like, it's okay, breathe, you know, it's fine. Exactly. You know, like what's the worst thing just because you lose a couple of followers doesn't mean any like doesn't say anything about you or the content that you put out there and really to making content for the real ones you know the home homies you know don't try to make content to make people stay to follow you create content for the people that are, are already there willing to listen to you 
Exactly. Because in the end, those are the followers. That's the audience. That's your audience that matters. That's who you're doing this for, not just for, you know, the ones that come and go like you're you're trying to serve the people that really want to be here for you that want to stay and if those people want to go, let them go let them be bye. Mm -hmm. But everyone else that's here, you know, supporting you and, um, you know, being like your biggest cheerleader like I feel like in the end I'm like that's who I'm doing it for. This is why I'm changing the podcast. This is why I try to show up when I can even when I feel like like I can't do this anymore. Like I, I still try because I feel like there's so many times where I've personally wanted to be like, I want to throw this all away. But then I'm like, you know what? Like, I can't like I, it sounds dumb, but I feel like I'm letting people down. And that's, I mean, I know that in the end, this should be for me, but I do feel like a, a big part of it is for them is for my audience. And, um, you know, I feel like that's what this is all about. So yeah, you just got to keep going and do what you got to do. Yeah, I feel the same way. Of, I don't want to let people down, especially having like a podcast or if you even do YouTube, like having a weekly thing. And then if you miss a week, you know, it does kind of make you feel a type of way and you're, you know, you're upset about it because you don't want to let someone down. You never know if whatever content you're creating is really like bringing a light to someone in their life and so I feel, I hundred percent feel that is just like, I don't want to let people down, but also at the same time, like sometimes you need, like we talked about earlier, that mental break to be like, it's okay if I miss a week or it's okay if I don't, you know, post today. So for sure. Girl, you are <laughs> preaching to the choir. Oh my gosh. Preaching to the choir. Like ever since I moved in July, it has been so rough for me. And I know a lot of people um, that listen to Best Candy Ever have definitely seen that because for the most part, I was posting um, an episode bi-weekly and then for a while I was doing it weekly. And then with the whole home buying process, it was just so rough. And I'm not trying to make excuses, but I'm not gonna lie, there was a lot of stuff going on, um, not just with that, with life stuff, but you know, um, health-wise and all these other things. And it, you know, in the end, I'm still trying to create this content and I know it's been a while since I've released anything, but I try to keep my audience updated. And in the end, it's kind of all about communication. And if you get, mm -hmm. if you fall off the horse, it's okay. You know, still get back on it because it's better late than never. And I think that, um, my community and audience kind of knows that, that, you know, it might be a little late for base drop princess, but that's okay. <laughs> all happening. And, you know, that's sometimes that's what you have to do is just let people know, let people know what's going on. Because if you disappear for two or three months, come back, act like everything's normal. I feel like there's this level of trust that went away during those two to three months, because it's like a friend that ghosted you for two mm. to three months, you know, you've been, they've been showing up, um, you know, you've been texting or having that relationship with them and all of a sudden they're gone for two to three months and come back, act like everything's normal. Then, you know, that, that relationship has, um, it, you kind of broke a little bit of that. And I think as long as you update them and be real and let them know what's going on, then I, I think that they'll understand. Yeah. I like, I totally want you, when you were saying that it's like, if you, you know, if you tell your friends like, Hey, you know, I'm not doing well. I need a mental break. And you come back two months later, your friends are going to be like, how are you doing? But if you leave for two months, not saying a word and you reach back out, they're going to be like, what does she want? 
right yeah (laughs) right where it's like what have you been doing like why don't you want to tell me like what you know and that just goes for for for, you know for work too for for anything social i think people like to have that communication and be in the loop and people just in the end want to be included so i think that's really important yeah what type of i already know but for people who don't what type of communication did you tell your audience about the rebranding Oh, I had to do it as a very short uh, podcast episode with video. It is on YouTube. Um, I had to announce it that way because I know that's how a lot of people were consuming um, the podcast. Uh, it, I didn't want to do it as a a story, like an announcement on Instagram or as a TikTok video or as a, a picture with a novel long caption. <laughs> and that's because I feel like people won't understand like the tone and really understand like where I was coming from because you know it's one thing to read something but it's another thing to actually hear um you know the context that someone is trying to convey but I I did it as a video and um I think people were really able to understand like what what I was trying to explain because um you know sometimes like there's certain things that you can't get through um like reading, like for example, sarcasm, like there's no way someone would know, but not that I was sarcastic or anything, but I just wanted to do it in video form because I feel like that is the, um, one of the best ways to really understand someone, but also it was, it's my favorite form of, uh, uh, it's my favorite type of formatting for social media. And um, in the end, I think everyone kind of understood um, what I meant with the rebranding and the relaunching. And it really gave me a chance to explain myself and why I did it as well. Well, I appreciate it being a huge fan of yours and a friend when you announced the podcast episode, I was like, let me listen to it. And I'm just so excited to see what you do with the podcast and all the future content that you put out. Do you have an official relaunch date? I do not. And, um, I, I'm doing that for a number of reasons, but I, as soon as I have a date figured out, I will um, make that announcement. But there are a lot of things in the works, fam. So um, if you're wondering what the hell is going on, it's still a process. <laughs> I am still learning a lot of new equipment. There's a lot of different things that I'm trying to get together. But you know, I think that's one of the things that a lot of people don't really see um with putting a podcast out or even launching a podcast i think Mm -hmm. we've had a a conversation similar but um in order to launch a podcast there are so many different things that you have to do i mean relaunching is a little bit easier because i know what steps to take however Mm -hmm. when you're first starting a podcast you guys there's so much shit i mean i remember i came up with the idea best candy ever last july and i didn't launch it officially until september because there are so many things you have to learn in terms of uploading it um, having like an rss feed Mm -hmm. um you know having to um make a make a caption make a a logo make you know a, a description and having all, all these different things and adding YouTube into the mix was just such a, a beast and having to create all of your like your thumbnails, all, all these other, you know, um, 
mediums that you'll need. Like, for example, I had to like learn, I learned iMovie, I learned Canva, I learned, you know, video editing, like all these different aspects that a lot of people don't really know go into producing something. Um, it, it's very time consuming, but also, um, you know, a lot of the podcasts, professional podcasts that are put out there, they have a crew, they have yeah, like their the producer, own, audio yeah. person, video yeah. person. <laughs> yeah. They have their own young Jamie. They have somebody yeah. for video, someone, uh, particularly that makes clips for their podcast, someone mm -hmm. that creates the titles. You know, that's another thing too. Like we have to think of these titles and, and like SEO keywords, like trying to be searchable. It's a yes. lot. <laughs> yes exactly and then you know like making the um you know the announcement post the story post there are so many different aspects and um you know like marketing things that we have to do for the podcast so if anyone's wondering why it takes us why it's taking so long that's one of the reasons but there is a lot of work that goes into it for sure and that's why sometimes it can be hard and difficult to keep up with especially when it is weekly because i was doing that for a while so i understand mm -hmm. how how difficult um that may be and sometimes um you know i need like video editing can t can take a while mm -hmm. too especially you know if they're long pauses and all those things so it can definitely be time consuming so um this is work for us too. I mean, even though we love doing it, it is also work and sometimes it can be tedious when we do all these edits. Yeah, 100% preach girl. Yeah, just there's I my podcast last week was only 30 minutes. Took me 3 hours to do it just to like record, oh, get my thoughts, you know, my script. And then oh, now I need to write, you know, the description, think of a good title. I got to go on Canva and make like graphics about it because if you're not posting about it no one's gonna know about it there's a lot right. that goes into a podcast you just don't plug your mic in and just do it live <laughs> there's all the things that go into it oh yeah. yeah making sure that your setup is good testing your audio making sure that their audio is listenable like making mm -hmm. sure of all of these different elements that create a good podcast episode and i mean even um for example like the bumper like having a a little theme song like that's yeah. the whole thing too like mm -hmm. the, you know deciding if you want one at the end you have all these different elements um because in the end it is kind of like your own little show and so you're mm -hmm. the director the producer the i don't want to say the star but you're the host and there's so many different things that you have to get done yeah i agree yeah there's that's something I didn't know what I, what I wish I would have known before podcasting is there's so many little, there's little, just little steps that you got to do. There's been times also that I've recorded a podcast, you know, like, okay. I, uh, you know, I like this. And then throughout the week, I'm like, I have a whole new idea. I got to scratch it. I got to re-record. Re <laughs> so. <laughs> oh yeah. And, um, you know, for the most part, that's why a lot of my podcast episodes were very free form. None of my guests were given um, like a like an outline or anything because I wanted it to be as natural and I didn't want them to be nervous because sometimes I feel like when you have, you know, um, certain bullet points or or criteria that you have to talk about sometimes I think that it can make people nervous but when it's mm -hmm. a I think a free flowing conversation I think it is a little easier not always but um I think that it, you know it really d depends too but I you know it's it's wild it gosh I, I'm glad that you it's easier talking to someone yeah. else on the podcast <laughs> as well because there are just so many things and um you know it's 
even though it is a lot of work, I, in the end, I really do like it and I enjoy mm. it. And I think that the part that I enjoy the best, to be honest, is this, is being able to just talk to you and connect and, you know, just put our thoughts out there. Yeah, hundred percent. I didn't want my um, podcast to be so guest heavy, but I love like talking to guests, talking to friends, talking to people that I've never like talked to that I followed for a long time. Like I was like, I'm not going to have a guest podcast in like two months. And I'm like, it's all guests. <laughs> well, you know what, girl, it's a little harder. It may not seem hard fam, but it is a little bit harder when it's by yourself for sure, because there's no one to bounce ideas back off of. There's no one to give you feedback off of what you just said. So sometimes I feel like when you are by yourself, it is a little bit more, um, I think you're a little bit more critical too of what you're saying. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a little harder, I think personally, to do the the um, alone podcast or the where it's just you. And now that mm -hmm. I think about it, the majority of the podcasts that I listen to um, besides like Tim Dillon are very, um, guest oriented i think mm -hmm. i think for the most part the podcast with guests i think they those are the ones that tend to to go off yeah i agree um both of those statements i feel like when i listen to guests interviews there's more like mm, like i like that hit me and mm -hmm. then um just doing you know solo episodes it took me an hour just to write my script just to really put all my thoughts down and you know edit things like should I you know add all this but with the guests we just show up on zoom for an hour 15 and that's it that's that's the interview that's the episode for the week so absolutely and I think that there's less pressure on you as well as a content creator because when you have a guest I think the content kind of creates itself for the mm. most part, you just have to, to That's guide. the quote. I'm going to put that for the Canva. For <laughs> <laughs> content Clip it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, real shit. Like in the end, I feel like that does take off a lot of pressure off of you as the host because you're so worried about like what you guys are going to talk about or what the, you know, what you're going to say and et cetera, et cetera. I think it just definitely, um, makes it easier for you. Yes, 100%. Is there any other things that you haven't mentioned that you would like to tell my audience just about being a content creator, pivoting your brand, um, anything that you want, any tips or anything that you would like to talk about? You know what? I would say don't give up. If you're trying to, if you're trying to grow your following, if you're trying to um, reach a certain goal, whether it be a content creator, a coach, have your own business, um, you're trying to make music. If you're trying to do anything that requires any level of creativity, um, passion or consistency, like don't give up because, um, you know, I have what 11,000 followers, whoop de doo you know, like before I thought that was, you know, th that was like the milestone, like trying to reach 10K was the goal. And, mm -hmm. you know, that didn't hope happen overnight. I mean, I think it did happen when Instagram was easier to grow on, but mm -hmm. I, I want to say when I reached 10K, it took about, uh, I want to say two and a half to three years. So it wasn't something that just happened and that's okay. And I feel like a lot of the successful people that we see now, um, they didn't just get there overnight. For example, Joe Rogan, like he, he's been podcasting 
for years. I want to say it was probably um, over a decade. In fact, there's this one clip of um, Tom Segura on his podcast, like his really? earlier yeah. days before he was even like um, the king of podcasting where like Tom was like, oh, he's still doing this shit. <laughs> he was talking <laughs> about podcasting because, uh -huh. you know, back then podcasting wasn't taken seriously. Mm -hmm. Nobody knew that it was going to, to blow up. And there weren't a lot of people that were really doing it besides, besides like, Howard Stern and then, you know, Joe Rogan, he kept on doing it. And now he has a $1 million uh, Spotify deal and his podcast is exclusive to Spotify. So I feel like you definitely have to keep on going. And again, this is easier said than done and I should be taking um, my own medicine. But um, if you're trying to do something, keep going. And, you know, it's been a year since I started my podcast and I'm still here trying to do it. But within that year, there were so many things that I've learned and, you know, it's not where I want it to be. But I think like all those years or that amount of time before you get successful is so, so important because you learn what makes you good and you appreciate where you are once you get there and it makes it so much more worth it and you're going to be more proud of yourself and overall you're just going to be happy that you stuck with it and it's you know for example like losing weight like that's not going to happen overnight but once you finally do do it whether it be five years two years three months whatever it's going to be worth it in the end and i think that's why a lot of people don't reach their dreams or aspirations because they don't keep going and you know i think with a lot of things consistency is key and you can only um, learn every day and if you feel like giving up don't and you know, a lot of these artists, for example, Excision, I remember when he was such a smaller artist, when he wasn't even a headliner, he was like a feature. And now he has his own dubstep festival. festival. Yeah, three-day yeah. festival. Yep. Exactly. And he's, you know, the, like, one of the biggest names in dubstep, if not the biggest. Yeah. So sells out every show. People fly to see him cross country. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And no matter what the circumstances are, I mean, I remember when people were saying dubstep is dead. Well, guess what? Now there's this whole festival dedicated just to that genre. So I think that um, no matter what happens, you just got to keep doing what you're doing. And even if a lot of people don't believe in it, don't believe in it or think that you're or putting you down, like you just have to keep going and show them wrong. And in the end, you'll be really happy that you did. So take the risk and just go for it. Yeah, so many. I love that snaps all around. Snap, snap. Uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. You know, it takes time. Also, it took me about two, three years. You know, to hit 10k, and just you're not just going to like you know, the working out analogy. You're not just going to go on a treadmill, get off, and be like, why haven't I lost 10 pounds? Same thing with content. You're not just going to post once and be like, why don't I have 20k? It takes time. You know, consistency is key like you need to you know stay at it and even you know congrats with like best candy ever hitting one year i've been doing maybe seven months now so and i'm still learning you know oh, there's things time. that that i still need to learn the podcast to grow with my content with marketing with how to even produce better audio how to edit better you know the best right. thing to do is just start because how you learn is by doing Exactly. And you know what? Experience is the best teacher. So, you know, that's why you go to, uh, you know, certain hairdressers, certain makeup artists that have been doing it for a while because you know that experience has taught them something and that they've 
for the most part, perfected their craft. So I think that it's important to just keep going. Even if it takes a long time, you just got to keep going. Yeah. And then too, like all my favorite, like my favorite podcasters, one of my favorites is Jenna Kusher and she's been podcasting for five years. It's not like she just woke up and she's on top 10 business. Like it takes years to really perfect your craft. Absolutely. So that's so important to just stay consistent. And even if you have to take a break, that's okay. Just get back on that horse and ride it because you never know if you'll end up, you know, as as someone who, who's a pioneer in this new thing, like Rogan, or if you're going to be someone who creates the first dubstep festival Mm -hmm. and you just never know where it's going to take you. Mm, I love that. I'm going to steal that thought is I might be the pioneer of this. Like I am the pioneer of that. I love that so much. That's a good one. That's a tweet also. (laughs) Yeah, just like, yeah, you know, and there's so many, I think there's so many examples. One of them is like JK Rowling, you know, Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of people shut that down, didn't believe in her. Um, You know, there's so many uh, shows as well. So many Netflix shows. I've heard Squid Games, the creator of Squid Games got shut down like 10, like 11 um, film production companies. And then Netflix was like, let's do this. And it's like the most watched Netflix show in like 90 countries. Exactly. Yeah. And there's this comedian, Joe Coy, like Netflix would not give him. I love him. I I do too. He's hilarious. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, You know, he, he directed all his own um, specials because Netflix would not give him one. So he was like, you know what, I'm just going to serve it. I'm I'm just going to serve them and just create something that they can't deny because I already did all the work for them by producing it. Mm -hmm. And now he has, I believe three or four um, Netflix specials and they are just so hilarious. So Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes you just gotta, um, yeah, sometimes you might even have to do something like that and just really, really go for it. Even if somebody says no. Yeah. mm -hmm. Also another good one, give them something that they can't say no to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Leave no room for no. Yes. Yeah, I love that for sure. That's another another camp of post. <laughs> <laughs> another clip. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on the show. I do have one more question for you. This is a question I ask all the guests. What does productivity meets party mean to you? How are you able to have fun and get all your stuff done? Oh, man, I would say checklists. I'm a very, mm. very big fan of lists. I mean, I I had no choice in nursing school. There's just so many things that you have to remember and so many different concepts. And so what really um, made me create lists um, was that, but then actually working in the field, there are so many things that you have to get done. And if you don't do one of them, um, it can definitely affect patient care or it can um, completely uh, Well, I mean, it can even put your license in danger. There are so many things that you're held accountable for. So making lists and making sure that I put everything that has to be done or whatever's most important at the very top listed as priority on top so I can see it and get it out of the way and the least important things at the bottom that has really helped me with my time management and not even just with um, work, but also uh, creating the podcast and social media, just creating those lists of what I have to do has really been beneficial because that way I know what has to be done, what has a time limit 
and what's time sensitive. However, those other things that aren't as important, I can always come back to or do tomorrow. However, having that list makes sure that I know I still need to get things done and that I don't miss anything. So I think that lists are just so important and it's, you know, I, I make lists for everything, the things I need to do, the things that um, I have to do for work, even stuff like chores, I make lists. Mm -hmm. That way um, nothing's forgotten. And um, honestly, that's what's really helped me. If I didn't have that system of making lists, I think I'd be lost. And I don't really think any other system works for me because I just literally take the notes app in my iPhone and I just make those little bullet points. And as I go along, I check off what I did or what I didn't do at work. I physically write everything down and make a list. And mm -hmm. I'm such a type A personality that when I cross something off, it makes it feel me feel so good. It feels so freaking <laughs> good. It feels so freaking good, girl. I don't know if I'm like getting a release of like serotonin or dopamine, but it feels amazing. And then there's something about literally seeing everything crossed off that makes you feel good. And it's something that I, I, it's good for my, um, my psyche, but also it helps me get my shit done, helps me be productive and being able to do that and have all my stuff done gives me time to party, to, to have my own time to take care of myself. So I think having a system like that into play, and I mean, you can have your own system, but that's what works for me personally, our lists. And um, without them, I would be so lost, but that's helped me so much in life. Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. I love my checklist. My checklists sometimes have checklists, but it, does, yeah. It, yeah, some, it feels so good to cross it off. And it gives you just, you feel good to, you know, cross everything else, cross everything off on your list. Um, but I am also a huge checklist maker. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, um, it really gives you insight into what you did for that day, because there are days where I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't do anything. I was off today. And then I'm like, hold on. And I look at my list and I've completed everything on the list. And I'm like, I'm crazy. I did so much today. It feels like I didn't. But after looking at all these things and seeing them um, visually, it makes you realize how much stuff you did get done. It makes you feel better about yourself and more accomplished. Yes, 100%. I agree. Well, if anyone else wants to fall in love with you more, just how I fall in love with you every single time I talk to you, where can everyone find you? Yeah, so um, on Instagram, uh, my username is Princess, And um, I actually started a new lifestyle account. Uh, if anyone wants Ooh, to okay. follow that, it's <laughs> Renee Soiree. Um, Renee I love that. <laughs> Thank you so much, girl. Um, I thought it rolled off the tongue pretty well, um, you know, with the French going on. But uh, on YouTube, um, yeah, Meetup Spot Network. Uh, also, the other channel is Base Drop Princess. And for the podcast, the name will be changing. It's currently Best Candy Ever, but with the rebrand, it will change. So keep an eye out on that on YouTube and all um, audio streaming platforms. Yay. Well, thank you for coming on the show. It means so much. Thank you so much, Perry. Thank you for having me. What a great conversation. Isn't she amazing? Thank you so much, Bass Drop Princess, for coming on the show. Thank you. I love you so much, girl. I can't wait to see you soon. Please go follow her on Instagram and TikTok, Bass Drop Princess. Also, to go ahead, follow Best Candy Ever right now. Follow, subscribe, so when she does finally drop that rebrand you will be in the loop thank you for coming on the show 
Thank you, Party Squad, for listening to another episode of Productivity Meets Party. If you love the episode, please share it on your story. Tell a friend. Tag it um, at Productivity Meets Party. Also, follow the Instagram. You are more than welcome to follow my personal at Party Perry. Follow, subscribe, do all the things. Please leave a five-star review. But I will catch you on the flip side. Same time, same place. I love you, Party Squad. When productivity meets party, 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 party.